You are welcome to the podcast of Dominion Chapel International, the special place. We are a church that believes in pure worship, unadulterated word, and family. Be enlightened as you listen to this message. You want to clap your hands and please have your seat the glory of God. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 12, verse 1 to 4. I want to read a scripture there. I want to share with you something today which I want to title Keynotes for Personal Advancement. Keynotes for Personal Advancement. Hallelujah. I want us to read this scripture together. All right, let's go. One, two, three, four, go. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Verse number two. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse number three. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Verse number four. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. The Passion Translation says, verse 4, um, Passion puts something beautiful there in the verse number 4. He says that so Abraham obeyed Yahweh and left and Lot went with him. Now Abraham or Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran after his father died. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just want to remind you that you are more than what you are right now. People will look at you and think that all there is to you is what you are looking like right now. But you are more than what you look like. You are more than your present. You are greater than your present. Do you understand that? This is a truth that must enter into your spirit man. When this truth settles in your spirit man, you'll be discontented with anything that is contrary to this truth. What is this truth? The truth is that you are greater, you are better, you are more excellent than the version of you that sits here right now. You are way beyond what you are. Are you with me? I wish your amens can be very frequent. Because these are prophetic words that are staring you up to a reality. You understand me? Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Don't you ever let a word that must lift you go without a stamp of amen. You are greater than what you are. You are bigger than what you are. Your version that is in the future is way wonderful than what you are. And therefore I decree over your life that you will not settle in your present. But you will advance into that reality that is ahead of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was called Abram, but God called him a nation. So when everyone looked at Abram, all they saw was a 75 year old man who was still staying with his father. A 75 year old man who had been married to a beautiful woman called Sarai and there was no child to show for it. 
a 75 year old man but when God was speaking to him he said I will make of thee a great nation why God will not make of thee what he has not made of thee in his mind God will only make of you what he has already made of you in his mind in the book of Jeremiah chapter 16 God said to Jeremiah go to the porter's house and I'll show you something and he saw that the porter had just broken a, a, a vessel and was going to remold something. Now, when you go to the porter's house, one of the things that some of the things you see in the porter's house is you find the wheel, apart from the clay, which is going to be, you know, worked on. You'll find the wheel. Now, the wheel keeps turning. And then you find water as well. So, as what happens is that the porter uses both hands. There's one hand that is working in the clay and there's the out the hand that works on the outward but the porter ensures that at all time his hands are moist is wet because it takes the water for the clay to um adjust to molding it takes the water are you with the blood of god now anyone looking at what the porter is doing might not appreciate what the porter is trying to do why because the porter what the porter is trying to mold is not on the wall it's in his head so until it's done, you don't know. So whatever is making of that clay, when you see the clay the first time, all you can talk about the clay about is what you can see. And that's the definition you give to it. All you can see about that clay is what it is at that very moment. There's no color. There's no beauty. There's nothing nice about it. But you see that the porter sees this thing and he's smiling. Why? Because the porter is looking at a clay but looking at money. Because it's in the mind. And then he now begins to form the clay into what he has already made in his mind. So when God said to Abraham that I will make of thee a great nation, what he simply meant is that in my mind I have finished you. I'm about to manifest it. Can I tell somebody this morning that God has finished you and he's about to manifest you in the name of Jesus Christ. I sense in my spirit a strong prophetic anointing this morning. Now, what does the prophetic anointing does? The prophetic anointing goes beyond your limitation. It goes beyond what you can believe. It goes beyond what you can conceive. And then God forces his will to come to pass. Whether you accept it or not. When the prophetic anointing is at work in God's word. It does not need your faith. What we say after every service. The Lord is my shepherd. Quote with me. Let's go. The Lord is what? Continue, continue, continue. Uh huh, uh huh. He leads me in the path of right for what's his name for his name's sake. So, when God is speaking, there is a, a power that causes what he's saying to be what you will see, and that's what I'm talking about this morning. You are a great nation. You are a great nation. Your name is blessed. Your name is great. That is what God has you in mind. I don't care where you're coming from. I don't care the mistakes you have made. I don't care the doubt in your spirit, man. But for his name's sake, you will manifest what's in the mind of God. In the name of Jesus. That name is the name of possibilities. 
It's not a name that we just say because it's ritualistic. No. It is a name of possibilities. That is the power of God. That is the stamp of God that gets things done. I see a great nation in you. I see a great nation in you. I see a great nation in you. It will not happen when you are dead and gone. It will happen while you are alive. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord's word to Abraham is God's word to you this morning. He said, I'll make of you a great nation. I will make of you a great nation. I wish that could be louder. I will make of you a great nation. Tell your neighbor, God is speaking to me directly this morning. I am the one in that scripture. 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 I am a great nation. I am a great nation. I am a great nation. It does not matter where I am right now and what I've been through and what I'm thinking is much more about how God thinks about me and what God is about to do in my life. You can have your seat. When God says, I will make of thee, is what he has already made. Now note these few things. That you are important to God. Say I'm important to God. Say again I'm important to God. In Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse number 5. Let's see if that's a scripture there quickly. I am important to God. I am important to God. Let's read it together. Before I formed thee in the belly. I can't hear you. I what? Continue. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet to your local assembly. I ordained thee a prophet unto your family only. I ordained thee a, 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 a local champion prophet. What did he say? I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations, not a nation, unto the nations. God has a global perspective towards you, not, not a local perspective. God will call you from a place, though you might be in a place, but your voice will go beyond the place. Are you with me? What God has placed in you, there is no geographical boundaries that can limit your expression in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you know that the wealth of the whole world is owned by just 56 people in the world? The whole world, the wealth of the world now is owned and ruled by just 56 people. 56 people own half of what the world can be. They own it. And do you know that just four companies in the world, just four companies are wealthier than Africa. None of them speak in tongues. None of them speak in tongues. When we talk about financial authority, we're not talking about being able to have money to build one house, two-bedroom apartment, get a car, get married. 
take your children to the best schools and that is it. No. You were not made to be local. You're not made. I heard a statement Dr. Otabel made yesterday when I was listening to a message by him. He said that the, the rich they decide the agenda and the poor fulfill it. Think about it. Does the rich have the time? Those inventors of Netflix, do they have the time to watch Netflix? Who are those watching? He made a statement that really shook me. He said something that just some few years ago, just a few, just a few years ago, not too long, just a few years ago, a research was done. And the sample size of the research was 500,000 people. And the goal of the research was to find out that is it true that people are born with homosexuality or lesbianism tendencies? Are people born, maybe a man is born and then he feels he's a woman. And then a man, a, a, a female is born and feels a man. When they did a research, they found out that there's nobody born like that. And he asked the question, have you heard that research? Have you heard that research before? Have you heard it? How many of you have, have, have seen that research? Have you heard it anywhere? You heard it once. See, out of all of us, only one. Not because we are not reading, we are reading. But you see, if that research was otherwise, that people are born feeling that way, we hear it everywhere. Why? Because the rich has power. The world makes you believe what people are paid for you to believe. There's a reason what God says about our life because people of God, where we are all coming from, to attain into a realm of financial dominance, it won't come by savings. The kind of money we want here, the kind of money that you and I want, as long as a friend of mine whose father goes on missions a lot, he said, now we cannot go. They have money, so we cannot go. Because now it is more expensive. What you spend thousand cities for, for missions, is now 5,000 cities. So the, the devil is using even money, 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 using money, money to cripple the gospel. I heard a statement that really shook me. The man of God says something. That when Jesus rose from the grave, the soldiers went to report, the guy has risen. They said, shut up, take money. Tell them he didn't rise, they came to steal him. Because of that act of money that bribed the, the soldiers, till date, Jews don't believe that Christ rose. Money. Hello? What, hello? What did they use? What did they use? Money. Soldiers say, no, we didn't, he didn't rise, they came to steal him. And the man of God is a very interesting man. He said that because of that simple thing, we are standing apologetics and things to defend that truth that Christ rose. It's so difficult to defend that truth before people. So the only way to defend it is to perform miracles. That's the only way. But it doesn't make sense. Why? Some people were paid at the beginning. Because whose report should I believe? Because the disciples were not there. The soldiers were the one that witnessed the, the rights. They would have been the best people whose report was valid. But money shut them up. God said, you make of us a great nation. You'll be a great nation. You'll be a great nation. Say, I'll be a great nation. I'll be a great nation. 
I wish you were praying in tongues when I was praying in tongues. We must advance to that dimension by a prophetic wind. It's by God's word. Poverty is not good. Haven't you realized anything we do as a church apart from money, the world doesn't say anything. We praise, they are not worried. We pray, they are not worried. But anytime the world has for the church, it's money. It's money. Why is that pastor driving that car? Don't you know people are dying? Dr. Bell made a statement. He said that, but, but when the rich guy, when, when Lion Messi signs a contract, he signs a contract, millions of dollars or pounds a contract, the world says, come on, that is, that is very powerful. But let the church, let the church, let the church, just some thousands, the whole of media will rise against us. Why? Because the devil wants us to be uncomfortable to talk about money. I am not poor. I am a great nation. So you, I want you to understand that God thought about you before he made you. And every details about your life, he thought about it. He finished it before he created you. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? And to prove that he thinks about you, he was the first to reach out to you while you were running away. For God so loved the world. For God so what? It takes a person that thinks about you to, to so love you and pursue you. He pursued me. He pursued you. We're not looking for God. He was looking for us. The great shepherd was going around the bush, chasing us everywhere. Even now, he's still chasing us. Even now, he's still chasing us. Chasing us with grace and mercy, with loving kindness every time. When you fall, he said, don't worry, I still have provision for you. Come, come, come. He's still chasing you. Who, who, who can you compare to such a thoughtful father? Who? Hallelujah. So one key thing you must know that will help you advance, know that God thinks about you. And if God thinks about you, he has proven it by reaching out to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. I need the armies to flow. Don't be quiet. Are you with me, people of God? Hallelujah. Don't be off. Be on. Are you a great nation? Then let your amen be greater than that. So one way you advance to know this truth, that you're important to God. Number two, you need divine direction. You need divine what? You need divine. What is divine direction? It's direction that is divine. It's simply God directing you. For there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of that way is death. Now, let, me, let me repeat what I've said. I've said before, but let me repeat it again this morning. That no one can change your destiny. Is that good news to hear? I'm sure that is contrary to what popular people say. No one can change your destiny. Your destiny cannot be locked up in a box and the key thrown in the Pacific Ocean. Your destiny cannot be put in some shrine somewhere in your village. Your destiny cannot be captured by any witch or wizard. No, it cannot. But because your destiny is not man-determined, it's God-determined. And whatever God does is for what? Forever. 
Oh, don't you know the scripture? It's for what? Whatever God does is what? I can't hear from this part of the church. It's for what? Forever. Amen and amen. And so, if God has predestined you, if God has prepared your destiny, no one can change it. At worst, is the fact that since the destiny is prepared by God, and destiny can also be understood as final address. Final address. Now, all of us here have a final address. This is not a final address. When we close and I'm going home, I'll use that route there, get to the motorway. If I stop by K, uh, KICC, it's not my final address. It's a temporal address. My address is where I live, my abode, where I stay. That is, your destiny is your final address. That final address is glory. It's the excellency of God. So if my destiny is a final address, then it means that there is an origination and there is a path from the origination to the destination. Are you with me? Let's assume that you are going home from here. This is your origination. This is where you're starting from. Your home is the final address. Between your final address and where you are starting from, there are roads that lead there. Are you with the will of God? Now, supposing um, you are going to spin test, maybe you're going to uh, Toyota. It's on the, it's on the uh, motorway there. And then this is the route that goes there. So when we, you, you move your car, let's say through. Now the road here is very fine. So we will use that place. And then we pass this way. And then we go that way. We come to Shiashi, get the interchange, climb the interchange, and then we are going. Here we're going. And we shall, we know without any iota of doubt that we shall arrive because that is the path that goes there. Is that not so? But imagine somebody says, I'm going to Toyota at motorway. And the person moves the car. He gets to Shiashi and then takes the N1. Will the person arrive at Toyota Ghana? Has Toyota Ghana destination changed? But will the person get there? That's what the devil does. So the devil finds his way into your car. Is that advising you? While the Google map, the Holy Ghost, is showing you, turn left. He said, hmm, there's traffic there. And the motorway is very risky. At this time, people speed too much. So the best thing is that let's use the N1. So at the N1, when we get to Chimota, we will do a U-turn. And then we'll go and use anything so convincing. So you switch off the Google map and listen to the guy by your side. As long as the devil has not become your co-pilot, you will end where God has ordained. The Holy Spirit is called your, he's your partner. He goes along with you. He's called the Alos Paracletus. He's meant to be your driving teacher. He's meant to be the one to guide you. Turn left. Not like that woman does to us. One time we're going for a program and we're using the Google map and we're just going. We're just going. We're just going. We're just going. Turn left. Turn right. Turn left. Your decision was your right. Hey, brethren, we got to a war. And actually, the destination was actually beyond the war. But according to your own analysis, let's go to that war. For the Lord will make a way where there seems to be no way. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now we have to resort to the, 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 the olden way. 
by asking, please, we are going to ICGC. Say, oh, my era. And to come with you, Munkosa. Munko, eh, to Mokwa, Mokatli Church be. Now the moon famous abunkum. Now Munkwa, hey! But it's still wisdom to go turn back and go the right way. It's foolishness to say, no, we'll break through this wall. You're not the four friends of the one leper, the one paralyzed man. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So if the devil can find his way into your car, then you are sure that you will end in a destination that is contrary to what God had prepared for you. But I pray and sack every devil from your car. The way you shout at them is like you like that guy as your partner. I sack every devil in your car in the name of Jesus. And I decree and declare that the Lord Jesus who shall direct you the way you should go will take his place in your car. Are you still here? Give us Psalm 32 verse 8 quickly. Psalm 32 verse 8. So the first thing we said was that God, you are important to God. Is that not so? And, and he's shown that by even pursuing you. He didn't pursue, he pursued you. And number two, you need divine direction. We're still on the back. Just one scripture of divine direction. Can I read it together? One, two, three, four, go. I will, hold on. Anybody, did anybody force him? Did anybody force God? But what did he say? That he offers certainty. Huh? Let's continue. I will instruct thee and give us a new King James because there are, there are, there are new saints here. So they don't. Good, let's go. Want to go? I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. So while he's telling you, um, use this path. He will not just say, use this path. He'll be by, by you. Uh, be careful, there's a pothole here. So move this way. Good. Slow down. No, no, no. Don't go 100. Don't speed here. There's no place to speed. Take your time. So he will lead you and then he will guide you with his eyes. That's how passionate God is. So you need divine direction. God says he will. So know that God is interested in guiding and directing you. Now, if God is interested in guiding and directing you, then I'm sure he has made provision for you to hear him. Most times when you talk about God speaking to us, we feel that it's so abstract. I say, Then to, to worsen the matter, move is now you know. Why must God have peace? What about trouble and auto? So any, if anybody tells you that God spoke to me this morning, like ah, he, this guy, he's very, he, this guy is obeying radical. People of God, when we are fasting and prayer, bra came, In fact, before he killed, he said, not, not after an achia fasting and prayer. Not 40 days dry. The guy has finished committing murder. 
And God said, where, where is your brother? Then the guy was too bold to give God nonsense. Am I my brother's keeper? Are they? So it means that he was even running away and God was still chasing him. That's how much God is willing to talk to you. But you see, we have been made to think that until I fasted and prayed, I can't hear God's voice. But even now as I'm talking, God is speaking to somebody. But if you can move your mind from all those mystical things you have in your head, then you realize that God has been talking to you all this while. He's been telling you things all this while. Because God delights in you and it gives him pleasure to speak to you and direct you. Because it's not the will of God, nor the joy of God that you stay stagnant. It's not the will and, and, and joy of God that you remain small. No. The big God has big children. The omniscience has wise sons and daughters. The omnipotent has potent sons and daughters. If a dog will bet a dog and a cow, a cow, why will God bet something less than God? Say with me, I'm in the God class. Are you afraid of what you just said? Now say it boldly. Shout it boldly. Scream it louder. I am in the God class. Is it by prayer? Ah, you see? You see, do you know that a wrong prophecy is not as dangerous as a wrong teaching? I had a man of God made that same statement and I, I said, ah, it's true, sir. This is very true. If I come and tell you, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw that your mother is a witch. That's one. What about if I do a series of teachings on how all mothers are witches? I indoctrinate you. Indoctrinate you. That some of you, no matter what we say, to take us a long time because where you're coming from, the things you were taught. When you are told that let the weak say I'm strong, say no, man of God, man of God, please, sir. With all due respect, how can I am sick? Let's say, let's be frank here. Let's be frank. So that is why you come on Sunday, you come on Thursday, and we are teaching. We are teaching. We are teaching. We are, what are we trying to do? We are trying to clear your mind and put what is in God's mind there. So when I said you are in a God class, I did not say, I'm, I'm not speaking heresy. I'm speaking scriptures. Psalm 82 verse 5 and 6. Let's read it. You know it already, but let's read it again. Quickly, people of God. Psalm 82 verse 5 and 6. They do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. Oh, what happened? Verse 6. I said, who is speaking here? No, who is speaking here? I said, now, who, 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 who can best define you than your father who birthed you? 
My dad said, sometimes when Josiah does something, he just be laughing. One day I made a mistake to go and say that. I was going like that. <laughs> when, he, when he laughed, I said, I won't say it again. I, I gave birth to you. I am telling you what you are. That ye are what? God's. He says, some of you are children of the most high. About three of you are children of the most high. Oh, ten of you are children of the most high. What did he say? And all of you, including me, Isaiah, Fusukwachi Jr., I am part of the children of who? The most high. Not the most low. The most high God. Give us John 10 verse 35. Quickly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I have financial authority. Ha, 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 ha. Can you read it together with me? Let's go. And if he called them to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, it can be changed. He called them what? He shall call them. He called them. So this scripture is confirming that God has said it before. And if scripture repeats what God said, it also means verily, verily. Say by two immutable things. <laughs> by the mouth of two or more witnesses. In the scriptures, when you hear twice, it means this one is, is ordained, is established. Thy word, O God, is settled in heaven. That's why the scripture cannot be broken. He called them gods. Unto whom that the word of God came. Did the word of God come to you? Oh, he said in Psalm that he sent forth his word. And his word, he sent forth his word. What was that word? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Say, by him were all things made. Without him was anything made as he made. He said, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And light shined in darkness. And darkness compared in not. He gave to his own. His own did not receive him. But as many as did receive him. To them gave he power to become the son of God. Even those that believe upon him. Aratapa, who were not born of the will of man, the will of the flesh, but were born of God. He says the law came by Moses, by grace and truth. Came by Christ Jesus. For with the heart a man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. For he that has received the Son has life. Have you received the Son? Then, according to John chapter 3, verse 3, verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he shall by no means see the kingdom of God. Verse number five is a very blessing to you. Except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he shall by no means enter. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Spirit is what? Spirit. That's the order. So that which is born of God is what? You got to understand this thing carefully. He's not saying that you are equal to God in terms of God's nature. But by function in this realm, you represent God fully. He has given you of himself. I can't do business and fail in the name of Jesus. When my products are amongst others, it shall be singled out. Because he said you will make of me a great nation. Glory to God. 
it's not strange for God to speak to you. And I just I mentioned to you that Cain, 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 just right after misbehaving, God spoke. Stop having all those mystical things. God is speaking to you right now. Don't wait for. God speaks to you measuring your maturity. There's a way God speaks to somebody. God speaks to Papa, I know they speak to me. The man has, has been dealing with God for long. If God comes and says, Hey, my son, you say yes, I'll talk, I'm hearing you. The structures are different. You have to understand that the way things are in the spirit, God gives us a little idea of how they are by our natural life. You understand me? The, the natural is the shadow, trying to tell us a little bit, some some glimpse, you know, of what's happening in the spirit. The way I speak to Lady Catherine, so I will speak to Risa Ann, so I will speak to Josiah, so I will speak to my wife. Now, if me being a mortal man have that common sense. To use language that Lady Catherine will understand. Different from what Risa will understand. Different from what Josiah and my wife will understand. Then you think that God will speak to us at the same tone and the same language? He will not do that. There are some of you, God will have to send texts. Because if he calls, you won't pick. Because where you are, it's always noisy. So you won't pick. So he sent texts. How does he send a text? You are there, you hear just one phrase, just one word. Run. And I'm teaching wisdom now. When you hear one word from God, run. Don't run. Hold on. Run. It means it's called, go and pray. What is run? A scripture will just drop. You read, read. Ah, okay. Okay. Sometimes a scripture will not come. Run. It's in your heart. Then after one week, you are in some place, brother. And the daughter of God has begun to. And then the spirit of God will remind you what God said, run! I don't need Pam, I'll call. He spoke. For some of you, when you open the Bible, God start talking. For, for some of you, you have to, you know, Roland, I was, I feel like should do this thing. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's this strong feeling. It's not a feeling God is speaking. That is why you must submerge your spirit. Much more, submerge your soul into fellowship. And feed your mind with the word. That is how you get clear frequency. when you have advanced in those areas as he speaks to you then you begin to hear him clearly you hear him like a man speaks to a man he will tell you ah, so my son as I was telling you the last time and you bring a conversation with you because he knows you will not be afraid every time God came audible voice people fell down every time God came ah, he said I was I fell as I was dead 
They all die. You want to die? So God speak to me the way that you spoke to Moses in the days of Moses. I want to hear your voice. Forty days dry. Rakotoma. One twenty days. Rakotoma. That you just say, Mike. Hey. I'll read the Bible like that. It's okay. No, no. Look, look at John. Look at Revelations. What brother John suffered to hear God. Then hear more cry Ezekiel. Can you be seen? Wheels with ice. You understand? You understand? And the spirits of the cherubims are in. They have wings that have all ice. Into whom we are in your horror movie. Up win up as over. You heard Papa Stess when a day a man walked through the wall to his, to his bed. God didn't do that with me. I would have run away. No, no, no. I would have run away. Oh, what are you talking about? No, just hear me. Daddy! Off! I'm gone. I walk through wall to me. I never reach. It's okay. Yes. Are you with me? No, people have had. Ah, Joshua Selma said Jesus walked to him. It's very nice. That you are about to sleep and a man walks through wall. A child, think about it. Think about, that you are awake and then. Hello. <laughs> Where are you from? So your your God is not unwise. He will scan and see how far you have walked with him and what suits you. So there's some prayers I pray. Stop praying those prayers. When we sing, I want to see your face. It's not all of us that want to see that face. So. We're trying to say, what, you focus on us. You this way. See your face. Hey, look at John. John says his face is bright, brighter than the sun. What is all this? Even John didn't know how to explain the thing. That his word is like sword in his mouth. Shem, shem. A dear crying here. His hair is white as wood. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. When you come, we see you as you are. At this point in time, you just talk to me. I want to know who my wife is. Just say it small. Just, just, bam, it's okay. But it delights God to speak to you. You, you, you have no idea. Anytime God speaks to his children and they catch what he says, I, I believe strongly he, he, he brags. You know, I just spoke to my son. I just spoke to Eugene. And he helped me. He understood me. I mean, that boy is just something. Well, how do I know? He did that to Job. That God looked for somebody to talk to. Then he found them and said, Charlie, what's up? He said, fine. What are you up to? Ah, since you drove me, I've been going up and down. Charlie, but wait, wait, oh. Have you considered this, my son, Job? That guy just, he makes my heart melt. Mm. <laughs> it's because you have protected him that you are blessed. That is why. Are you sure? <laughs> it's true. May I give you facts? Let's test it. You touch his things, let's see what happens. Hey, then you made the walk to bed. You ready? 
If I make you happy, let's do it like that. It's okay. It's okay. We are okay at that level. But God was too confident about Job that no matter what the devil does, this guy, I know him. I know him. May we come to a point now, walk with God, that God says, I know this guy. This, this, this thing cannot work, cannot work. One of these days, as the Lord helps us, we'll talk more about hearing the voice of God. But I think this is going to help you. Is it okay? And the last point I want to bring to you. Okay, so I said, first of all, keynotes to personal advancement. Number one, you're important to God. Let that be in your heart. Number two, divine direction. Your destiny cannot be changed. But your destination can be changed. Depending on who you're walking with. But you're going to walk with God. Hallelujah. The final thing I want to say to you is that Believe what God says about you and show that belief by absolute obedience. The proof that you believe what God has said to you is not in you repeating what he said. It's in you doing what he said. Obedience in the kingdom of God, in the spirit, obedience is belief. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh Lord, I believe, I believe, I believe. If you believe, leave it. If you believe what? Leave it. So obedience is the proof. So the Bible says, go back to Genesis chapter number 12. Quickly. Genesis 12. Let's, let's go back there again. Thank you Lord Jesus. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of my, thy country. I say my country, this world. <laughs> and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. God is talking. Go to verse, verse, verse number three. Verse three. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him. It's amazing. He said, I'll bless, I'll bless. You know, hallelujah. All right. And in the other families of the earth will be blessed. Go to verse 4 now. What happened in verse 4? So Abraham departed. He didn't say, uh, so what are you trying to say? So Abraham departed. The proof of faith is obedience. The proof that you believe what God is saying is that you acted on what he said. And the power of what God is saying in your life is waiting for your action. You know that way, let me put it this way. The action of God that will cause a reaction in your life in the positive sense is waiting for your action. When Moses and the people of Israel departed from Egypt and they were faced with the Red Sea and behind them was a furious advancement of Pharaoh and his people, his army, his chariots running. The mercy of God put a fire by day, a cloud by night, a fire by night, a cloud by day, in between them and his people. We started complaining. Moses, we didn't send you. We're in our own place, eating cucumber and onions. And serving beautifully. And yet you are the same people that were crying. Have you brought us here to let us be baptized to die? And then Moses cried to the Lord. 
Lord. God says, okay, move, advance. God says, move forward. This is God for you. Sometimes he will not tell you what is about to happen to you. Move. He wants you to move. Because your move is as proof that, oh, I like the rhyme. Your move is a proof. Oh, glory to God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Your move is a proof of total trust in him. Therefore, he can go ahead with you. Say, move forward. When he move forward, he now says, stretch forth thy rod. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest. 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 So when he moved, it was a proof of faith in God because he moved on God's word. So faith is not passive. Faith is active. As at one time I said to, to you that you see someone struggling to see and you ask the person, what's happening to you? He said, I used to use glasses but by faith. I'm not using it. For how long now? Say two years. Permit me to use this expression. You are a fool. Because faith is not baseless. Faith is a substance. Whatever you say you are believing God for, make sure you are working into it. You are tilling the ground of God's word that gives that faith a fact. Faith is not factless. Are you with me? You better go and change that glasses and get it right and let it correct your eyes before you die. You'll be blind too early. The day you were dropping that glasses, that was the day you should have been going through the scriptures. What does God say of my eyes? How do I advance in it? What are the books written on miracles for my eyes? You are making research investments, prayer fastings to catch that one word. And in the course of you searching, you will find that one word. And when that word comes, you will never wear glass in your life till you die. So don't be saying those things. Are you with, are you with me at all? Faith is not baseless. Faith has a foundation. It's on Christ. And it's strengthened by deepening into Christ. Glory to God. I get it. 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 You look too weak. So I've stopped taking the medication by faith. People operate, they don't talk about they have faith. They don't say by faith, they just operate. You know, check the Bible now. They make count him as an American French. Make a French. Your business requires you advertising. Say by faith. I know that because I'm a God. They will come. They will come and they will come and buy. <laughs> uh, Holy Ghost saying that put that thing on your status. Say no. I just know. They will come. Amen. Faith is not baseless. So your proof of faith in God's word is your what? Obedience. Somebody say with me. My proof of faith in God's word is obedience. 
Say it again. In other words, obedience is faith. I'm acting on God's word. It means I believe what God has said. I think that's Bishop that gave us that analogy of a man that walked on a rope in between two mountains. He walked, everybody was clapping. The guy just walked. Have you seen that thing? And the guy took a bike. People were clapping, taking pills. Then he said, he needs a volunteer he can carry on the bike. So they walk. He said, bros, do your thing. So when you read the word of God, you see all the things that God can do. You're like, come on, this God is amazing. Come on. Huh? You're the man. <laughs> You're the man. God said, okay, come, let's go. He said, do your thing. You will not do that to God. You are a great nation. Rise to your feet. Say with me, I'm a great nation. I'm not small. Say it's not about my background. Oh, glory to God. I may look small now, say with me. But the reality of my life is this. I am greatness imagined. Glory to God. Glory to God. Say, say, I don't just believe in myself. No, 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 no. I believe in God in me. I believe in God's word in my life. I am coming out of shallowness. I'm coming out of mediocrity. I'm walking in my realm of glory. Now lift your voice. I'm praying the spirit if you can, everybody. Come on. Come on. Come on. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. God bless you for listening to this message. You can also enjoy our messages on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and all other podcast platforms. Visit us at Dominion Chapel International, the special place near the XGI building, Shashi Accra. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive more life-impacting teachings by our seasoned ministers of the gospel every single week. You can also follow DCI, the special place, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always remember that God loves you.